Hello, Scam Fam. This is Steve Commissar, a.k.a. Brett Champion, the Don of Khan. And this is a big occasion tonight. This is the final episode of our first season. This is episode number 10. Season 2 will start with episode 11. And for somebody that got out of prison and had no idea what he was going to do, I can't believe how I fell into this podcast, how successful it's getting, and now it's like a full-time job, getting information and stories and booking guests. We've also been picked up by the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA. This is now an official SAG-AFTRA signatory podcast, licensed and all that. That means if I have guests on the show, they've got to be SAG-AFTRA members, and then they'll have to be paid their scale or whatever they normally get paid. Podcasts are like TV shows now, I guess. So this one is an official SAG podcast, Scam Junkie. Tell your friends. Um, Next time, we start with season number two. And it's going to get better than ever. We gave away so many t-shirts. If you'd like to get a paid subscription, starting in September, all of the episodes are going to be subscription only. You can hear the first 10 of them for free right now. But then you got to subscribe because I think episode number 8 and episode number 10 or 11, I'm not sure which one, but one of the upcoming ones that's coming up is subscriber only also. So 8 and I think it's 10. And then um, the new season will start with episode number 11. And you're going to see a picture of a little padlock next to the logo. And that means it's locked. That means if you didn't pay $4.99 per month subscription, you're not going to be able to get any of the episodes. And wow, when I was out there, if I would have found a podcast or something like this and just to pick somebody's brain like me who made millions and millions of dollars just mesmerizing people, it's almost like mind control into doing what I want, I'll tell you, I'd be the first one in the front row, you know, with a seat. So that's what's coming up. You've got to go onto the site and you got to subscribe. And then you'll get all the episodes. If you hate it, if you don't like it, if you think I'm a rude SOB, still subscribe. You know why? Because it's what's coming out of my mouth is wisdom and knowledge. And all these things that I've done in the past to scam people out of millions of dollars, they can also be done legally. To influence people. How about influencing your boss to give you a promotion instead of influencing some retired guy into handing over his life savings? I mean, you'll have a little better karma with that. It's all of the techniques that I've learned over 30 years combined that are going to be in these secret episodes. And you take the knowledge and you apply it in whatever you do that's legal. Because I say this every time, this show is for information and entertainment purposes only. This is not a scam school for people to own their craft. This is a show for people to learn about all the different scams and then to learn how to avoid them so you don't get burned and also that you'll be able to um, use the different techniques in different things in your normal everyday life, which is really, really good and I think it's priceless. It's priceless. It's worth a lot more than $450. But anyway, moving along here, since this is the last episode of the first season, and 
We've got a lot of stuff. If there's a subject, a different type of scam that you'd like to hear about and talk about, let us know. Our email address is scamjunkie1 at gmail.com. All lowercase, scamjunkie, the number one, at gmail.com. Give us your suggestions for what you'd like to see on the show. Maybe a guest you'd like to have on the show, but he's got to be in the union or you can't use him. And then what we'll do is we'll take your advice. If you, you know what I'll do? If you send an email and just ask me for a free t-shirt or a baseball cap, I'll go ahead and send you one of those just out of the blue. Just to be a nice guy. You don't even have to subscribe. Just send me an email and I'll hook you up with a really nice 100% cotton t-shirt. They have all the colors, black, blue, red, green, orange, yellow, purple, brown, all the sizes, small, medium, large, and extra large. And you'll never want to take it off. It's such a hot shirt. It's got the Scam Junkie logo on it, which is the same one that's on the podcast page. So let's talk about something for a minute. And this is the part where you've already got your scotch poured. You're sitting on the couch and you're all ready for the meat of this issue because I think we already took care of all the business end of it. But how do you avoid getting caught when you're pulling a scam? And that's the episode that we're going to talk about today getting caught and how to avoid getting caught now first of all if you are scamming people out there there is a 100% chance that you're going to get caught okay sooner or later because how they catch you is the feds they trace the money someone's going to give you money somehow they're not going to back up a truck to your driveway and unload 700 million rolls of pennies you're going to get a check or some type of monetary instrument that you're going to have to deposit. And somehow you're going to have to take that out of the bank. Somehow you're going to have to disguise your phone number the way you've been communicating with your victims. And it's just a hassle. And sooner or later, you will obviously get caught. Because what happens is when enough people complain that they lose their money, that's when the FBI in that town gets together and decides they're going to have an investigation. Now, if you are in... East Jesus, Georgia, population 25, and you get caught doing a scam, that's going to be the crime of the century. They're going to call in the National Guard and everything on you. But if you're in, let's say, New York City, and they get a lot of complaints, it's, they've got so many bigger, larger cases to work with that it's not going to be worth their while to just go after you and make, you know, make a point of you. I was talking to someone the other day, and they told me confidentially that if you have a property case like a fraud case where you steal money or owe money, if it's not at least a million dollars, they're not going to go after you or investigate because their manpower is all taken away on all these horrible, violent people that are shooting up everything. This is the worst time to be alive, you know. It's just people going into churches, schools, synagogues, and just blowing up everything, shooting everything. There's guns everywhere. There's, they're, they're beating up the police. Um, I can't understand it, but I'm not going to even try. But um, this is what you got to do. If you're going to do something, do it legal. That's what I'm going to try to tell you. Okay, if you do something illegal, of course, obviously, you're going to get caught. You think Bernie Madoff was a moron? No, the guy was a genius, and even he got caught. Some of these guys were real geniuses, and they got caught. I'm stupid, so I'm not including myself in this um, equation. So how do you avoid getting caught, okay? You get somebody's money, 
First, I'll talk about the illegal way, and then I'll tell you what you can do to make it legal and make it your own. But in the illegal way, you let's say you're in a boiler room situation and you're calling off some lead cards and you, you know, you call some guy and you manage manage to sell him some shares in oil wells that don't even exist. And the guy sends you, okay, let's say $20,000 for one share. And you got the money, you said thank you. You kept trying to close him. What we call that in the business is reloading. You'll try after the guy will send the money the first time, you'll try to reload him. You'll try to call again and say, well, Bob, I got great news for you. We found three extra um, shares and I put them in your name or whatever you want to tell him to try to increase the amount. And then if you can't do it, there gets to be a point with any person you're talking to on the phone, especially an investor, there gets to be a point where that's just it. You're not going to get any more money. Um, They're just tired of the excuses and the lies and everything stops. Now at this point, what do you want to do? You're not going to get any more money from the guy and you promised the guy something, right? Some outrageous amount of profits on some oil wells that don't exist. So he's going to be expecting these profits now. So it's better to call the customer before he calls you because he could be calling you right after he spoke to his local police department. So what you do is you wait about 30 days, you give him a call, you tell him, look, I'm, I got your account here on my desk. Um, you're the first one we're going to get the checks out to. We're having some uh, slight corporate takeover. This other company is going to merge with us and our finances are on freeze till the audit's complete. Just some bullshit like that, right? And every month or two months, you have to have another stall, another excuse. Because if you tell the person, hey, I'm sorry, buddy, but you just lost all your money. He's going to say, F you, you just scammed me, and now I'm going to come after you. So that's a bad situation. If you ever are in a situation, though, where you do take somebody's money and they do threaten to go to the authorities, make sure you tell that person. Once the authorities get involved, whatever money was in your bank account that you took from this guy, they're going to take all the money in your account, whosoever it was, as long as your name's on the account, and they're going to keep all that money, and this investor is probably not going to see his restitution for a very long time. What would be much easier is if you said, look, I'm sorry, things didn't go right. I want, I really want to pay you back. I don't want you know any trouble, and I don't want the authorities involved, and just be honest. And you give the guy his money back, and you tell him if he goes to the authorities, they're going to keep it all. You're not going to get anything back, and then everybody loses. So... That would be the thing to do. A lot of these people, every 30 days or 60 days, they shut their doors and then they open up another suite of offices somewhere else and and start over again. But what this is leading up to is you're in situations where you might have to stall someone or put someone off. Maybe you owe somebody money, okay? Now we're going all legal. We're not talking about oil wells or scams. All legal. I'm putting myself in your position. Okay, you're any situation you want to think of. How about this one? Your your boss told you you cannot have a raise or even ask for one until the first of next year. So what you're going to do is you're going to want to persuade him any way you can to make it sooner by putting pressure on him. You're going to use the same tactics that I've showed you in the past 10 episodes. Why do people fall for scams? What are the three main reasons people fall for scams? One, greed. Two, 
They want to help someone out. They want to be a hero. And number three, because they're lonely. And I could have a whole two-hour session on how that works, but believe me, that's how it works. So the same principles that a person feels when they're being scammed, your boss is going to feel if you try to convince him to give you a vacation or the girl that says she wants to get to know you better before she has sex with you, the things you can say to her. Um, if you're out at night and you're married, how to tell your wife um, why you can't come home. Instead of delaying the big profit check you're going to be receiving from all your oil wells, you're basically saying that you're delaying coming home to your wife. So it's the same delay tactic as doing the scam, but you're doing it all legally because you're not doing anything illegally with these tactics. It's the same thing. If you don't want to deal with something, you got to delay it and delay it and put it off. And that's how the best scam artists get away with scams. Because they are the not just the master of the sales pitch, not just the master of the close, but they're the absolute and total master of the stall tactic and the delay tactic. And I'm the first person that will tell you that's more important than the sales pitch itself. Because sooner or later, you'll get the money. And sooner or later, they're going to want it back. And I have seen people do all kinds of crazy things. This one guy was insane. He would collect, let's say, $25,000 for a share in an oil well that didn't exist. And he would take that $25,000 and he would send $20 of it back to the guy who sent it to him on another check from some petroleum company. And he'd say, congratulations, this is your first month's profit. You only put in X amount of dollars, but look, you just made $20,000. Um, the bad news is, in order to be in this special program, you have to have at least $200,000 invested with our company just to participate. So you'll get these checks every month. At that point, the guy is hooked because he just got a check for just as, almost as much as he put into the project. And he's been promised more checks. So now he's going to go into his bank account, get out $100,000, $300,000, and you're going to get a big lump sum all at once. Let's say, back to the legal world, you are a car salesman, and you want to get someone to buy a car on your lot, and you want to put pressure on them and somehow manipulate them. Or what they say I do to people, they say, oh, he just mesmerizes us with his calm pilot's voice. I don't know about that but I will tell you one thing I do know that all these things that work illegally to make tons of money also work legally you are trying to get someone to do something they might not want to do that's like making a big investment that's like a girl who's not that attracted to you and she's on the fence about it but she might not come home with you um, it's that type of situation and the only way to get around it is you get a piece of paper, you write down three things that you want to do to get something out of the way. Three things that you want to delay because you don't want to deal with it right now. Like number one can be, I'm going to put off getting this um, prostate exam or what's that thing called that you have to have when you're 40 years old? where they put the camera up your butt. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I forgot what it's called. But it's like your wife's been on your ass to get that thing done, and you're just not going to do it. 
No way. So you make a list of delays and stalls. So every like three days or four days before, right before she's going to hassle you about it again, that's when you come out and say, oh, you know, me and my friends, we're going to take this trip to Vegas. And then the next one might be, oh, I'm feeling really, really sick. You know, I, I must have eaten something that poisoned me. I'm just going to lay down. And you use the same type of stalling techniques. That's the same as telling someone, yeah, you'll get your check soon. Our company just merged with another company and, you know, we're going through audits right now. It's the same thing. So make believe that you're scamming someone, but you're not. Make believe you're doing mind control on someone, but you're not. Because everything in this world, it's all mind over matter. It is all what you think in your mind, you can bring it into existence and into reality. And I wouldn't tell you anything that I haven't experienced myself. I've gotten some emails where they wanted me to talk about more experiences I've had, like the time I almost got shot, you know, things like that. We're going to go into that too. I could be here for five years straight for 5,000 episodes and believe me, I'd still have material just for myself because I think a lot of the things that you know I got involved with were pretty exciting and I made a lot of money at it but it was not worth going to prison for all those years it did kind of destroyed my acting career because I don't know if you know it or not but I was an actor since I was a younger child and after I went to prison and got out it's like I was poisoned nobody wanted to touch me still now, maybe because of the success of this podcast, if I get some kind of attention, maybe someone, some A-lister will step forward and say, hey, your, your podcast is funny, man. I really like it. Um, yeah, come into my office. I got a little part here in this movie I'm directing, and I'm going to get you started again. I'm going to help you. And I know, oh, thank you, Mr. Spielberg. Um, I'll be right over. So it's not what you know it's who you know in this business so I'm more than happy just doing these podcasts because we haven't really gotten any bad uh, you know on social media you do not want to read the comments if you're getting a lot of comments because people say the stupidest things and, and they come up with the cruelest possible things you could ever think about so that's what I do I don't read the comments and I just um enjoy what I'm doing right this second is I'm on the microphone and I'm talking into my scam fam audience all across the world which I've noticed is about 60% men and 40% women and all 99% in the United States age range mostly 35 to 50 and 50 to 60 for the audience here so that's pretty good they can find out anything about you that's for sure but go ahead email me i'll get you out a t-shirt if you want a t-shirt i got nice coffee mugs i got caps just try and subscribe because unless people are subscribing in large numbers to this podcast i'm not making any money from this Nobody came up to me and said, hey, you want to do this podcast? Um, we produce podcasts and we'll give you 10 grand a week if you host the show. No, it's not like that at all. It's here. Here's your podcast. You're on your own. And 
we'll tell you next month how many um, checks came in or whatever. And at 450 for a, for the whole month, you get some really good episodes. Just think, what if you could just use one of the many things that I suggest on this show? What if you just use one of them and you manage to get a big raise at work? Or you manage to finally get the phone number of the beautiful girl you've been smitten about all these years. Or you want to put off that um, butt surgery and you want to have a good set of delays and excuses. Anything that you have in your life right now that you want to put off, you put it off for only one reason. Because if you have to deal with it now, the consequences are going to be bad. Like with the... um, camera up the butt thing it's like if you deal with that now or next week or next month it's all bad because that's going to happen so the only thing you can do is delay it and maybe wait till the doctor dies of natural causes or divorce your wife and find another wife that's more understanding anything that oh um bobby you need to pay my brother back that ten thousand dollars you borrowed from him last summer he really needs that back now well you know what That's another thing. Delay, delay, stall, stall. Because you know if you have to do it now, the results are going to be bad. So that's the way that you can tell 100% certain that you have to delay it and you have to stall it because there is no way by dealing with it now you're going to get a good result. Not at all. So that's what's happening as far as that is concerned. Um, Episode... I think the best episode so far was episode number six or number seven. I don't know which one it is because they got little pictures of padlocks next to two of them. And it's the secrets of scams. This one right now is called how to not get caught scamming, something like that. And the other one are my best scamming techniques. I think I want to say it's either episode seven or eight or six it's somewhere up there but anyway that episode is also for subscribers only and in my opinion that's probably the best episode because you get a lot of really really good information and remember you're just applying this to something completely legally it doesn't matter that it was used for illegal purposes before because you're going to use it for only legal purposes because you'd have to be the dumbest person on the face of the planet If somebody told you they did the same thing and spent many years in prison for it and you're going to go ahead and do it yourself and think you're not going to get caught, you do not want to do anything illegal. Believe me, you do not want to stand in front of a judge in federal court and have her sentence you in by tens. You know, they don't they don't have sentences that are like two years or 32 months. It's all 10 years, 20 years and 30 years and tens like for jaywalking. So don't put yourself in that position. It is the worst, worst. I don't even want to tell you, but you can already imagine what it's like. And you're not going to get over on anybody in there. You got your most street smart, cunning, crafty, vicious people in the, in the, in the prison system. And that's not a place you want to be. So you take this stuff, and even if you get tempted, you just use it. For the good. If you owe someone money, you're using the same stall techniques that you're stalling people on their investment returns. You're stalling them on paying them back money. It's something that you have in your life that you want to push away. 
but if it was like your girlfriend's pregnant, she's going to have an abortion, I wouldn't wait too long on that one because I guess after you get to a certain point, what's the law? The woman has to be like 13 months or less pregnant and then she can have the abortion. I don't know what they I don't know what they changed that to, but I know that before it was a lot different. But that's another thing. Whatever you want to use to put off. Think in your mind right now what you have in your life that's going on that you don't want to deal with it now, that you want to delay it. And remember the parallels I showed you, how having delay tactics and stall tactics are even more important when you're pulling a scam than actually what you're telling them, the golden words and the things you're promising them. Because when you're telling them all these things, you know, (laughs) first of all, they're going to want something in return, and they're going to want it back. With the scams, they're going to come after you if you don't give them that money. And what happens at a point is you get a guy that's got a company, right? And he's, you know, he's stalling people, delaying them. He's selling more people. He's already moved like two or three times. He's in a different state right now, and he figures he's well above the law, and no one's ever going to catch him. And he changes the type of product he has. Maybe it's gold coins, for two months and then he'll go back to oil wells but what happens is as he's doing this these complaints from all the previous people who sent in checks to him they're piling up and piling up and sooner or later some FBI agent or postal inspector gets a phone call from the U.S. Attorney's Office and says hey um, this guy over here He thought he was slick getting all this money from all these different places and all these different people under all these names. But he took it all out of the bank the same way and we traced it back and we know it's him and we got a warrant. We're going to go pick him up on Monday morning. That's how it's done. And you don't even see it coming. Believe me, they're not even there. You don't even see it coming. When I got arrested, I didn't even know they were after me. I mean, I couldn't even believe it. It was like the most surreal nightmare ever possible that's why I don't do anything illegal anymore because I certainly did not like prison I don't even like being trapped in the airport when my plane's 45 minutes late I do not like to be told what to do I never liked it when my parents told me what to do and teachers told me what to do and that's all prison is is people telling you what to do so are we good on this now You also know how to use humor because if you listen to the episode about using humor to persuade people into doing stuff, whatever you're trying to do to delay someone, use the same humor and get them to like you and get them to just want to give you a big hug, you know, do that the same way when you're trying to sell something as when you're trying to stall something too. You're just the same likable guy. Now you got to be even more likable because you're delaying something, you're putting it off. And that means somebody's got to do something for you. When you're delaying something and putting it off, someone's got to do something for you. And people don't like to do things for anybody, let alone for free or for money or for anything. People do not like to do favors for people and help them out. But once in a while they do, but it's not true what they say. You know, oh, all the blacks don't help the other blacks in show business and um, 
That's not true. Nobody helps anybody in show business. I'm Jewish, and my family ate at Steven Spielberg's mother's restaurant once a week for 10 years, and I was on a first-name basis with these people, and I communicated with Mr. Spielberg and said, hey, remember me? Yeah, well, I got in a little trouble, and now I'm trying to do the right thing and turn my life around. Maybe you can help me resurrect my acting career because it was once a promising thing. Okay, well, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll get back to you. Thank you. Bye. And of course, I never heard from him or anyone else again. But yeah, nobody helps anyone in show business. You got to do it for yourself. If you want to get something done, you got to make it happen for yourself. And you can't just sit around and cry because you didn't become an actor and you're over 50 years old and your time's almost up. You can have more things good happen in your life by using these techniques because you've got the edge on everybody. While everybody is out there trying to do things a stupid way and a repetitive way, banging their head against the wall the same way every time, hoping for the same results, doing it the same way, you're going to have an edge because you're going to remember, okay, I got to use humor to get them to do what I want. Because they're not going to want to do something for me. Okay. Um, there are going to be three reasons they're going to give me their money. One is greed. Two is to help out and be a hero. And three is lonely. So I'm going to play on the greed factor here and promise them tons of money. Or I'm going to play on the hero factor and tell them that we're putting his name on top of our office building because he's our favorite investor. Or three... The, the lonely one. Oh, I, so sad to hear you're divorced, Bob. Um, I'll tell you what, when I'm in, in your city in a couple weeks, we'll get together. I got a really nice lady I want you to meet. She's a female surgeon, and she's very, very attractive. She's in her 40s, but she likes guys a little bit older. You know, there's ways that your mind can create everything. And all you're doing is the same thing a professional psychic does. You size people up. You kind of read them in a way, and then you get them to like you. And if you're a charismatic person, such as myself, people are just going to like you. Now, a lot of people who ended up not liking me were people that were in law enforcement and, you know, on that side of the fence. But then when they saw what I was doing, going on all these talk shows, and teaching people by example how not to become victimized by fraud, by pulling live scams on studio audiences. And we're talking major shows like Dateline NBC and The View. And, you know, I've had TV specials one after the other on fraud and fraud prevention. I wrote a book on fraud prevention, which is called America's Guide to Fraud Prevention. I think it's written by my alter ego, Brett Champion. Or it might be under Steve Commissar now. I don't know. But I do know that now I'm doing good. And now I'm in a position where I can help a lot of people not become victims. Twofold. You pay $4.50 and you become a subscriber to Scam Junkie, the only podcast of its kind in the free world. Then you get all of the secrets and techniques used successfully 
to scam people, but they're being used now by you. You're going to be trained to use them to get the things you want in life because it's 100% legal by putting off a surgery, by putting off delaying. Remember, it's something you're putting off because you just don't want to do it right now. I don't want to pay this guy his uh, $50,000 he's asking for because he only invested ten, but I promised him fifty. dollars uh, I got to put that off. You put off something that, and I can't say this enough times, but you put off something that you know if you deal with it now, it's going to have a bad result. And the other thing that you do is when you're trying to get something that you want, or I call it selling something, anytime you're convincing someone to do something, you're selling them in kind of a way, you have to use all the same techniques that I taught you to, to sell something that I taught you in the scam techniques, especially um, on the best secret scam techniques, that episode I just told you about. I think it's episode number eight that's subscriber only. It's got a padlock on it. I'll tell you just one little thing that's in there that's really good, and that is um, it's called the takeaway or the boomerang. It's where you tell them how great the product or investment or service is that you're selling and how wonderful it is. But then at the very end, you say, oh, my God, but I can't sell it to you. We have no more shares available. It's all gone. Sorry. Better luck next time. And then you say, well, if for any reason something should happen, I should come across a share within the next six months. Are you definitely liquid for it? Are you definitely going to promise me you're going to send in that money and get it right away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the takeaway. They pull it away from you and you go chasing after it even more. It's like a piece of cheese in the mouse trap. It looks so enticing to the mouse and you kick the mouse trap across the room. Then he has to go chase it a little bit further and That's what it is. It's a takeaway. It's like a woman will use the takeaway on men. Oh, yeah, I'm just so horny. I can't wait for you to take me home and pound the hell out of me. And then, oh, I'm getting a little tired now. Let's just call it an early night and we'll get together tomorrow, okay? That's a takeaway she did to make you want her even 10 times worse. And believe me, before she invites you over to her house, you will be stopping at the Louis Vuitton store maybe dropping about 7.5k on the lovely lady so not much gets by me because I did study with the great Chinese scam artist fooling you and he told me all of the secrets and now you're getting them all too so remember everything I suggest you go back to all the episodes right now 1 through 10 and listen to all of them one at a time These are small episodes. They're approximately 20 or 30 minutes each one. None of them go an hour. It's so you can have time to absorb it and come back for more. And then in a week later, there's another episode on there. And study them. The stuff about humor. The stuff about um, how to actually make the deals. All the stories I tell about the things that happened to me all along the way. And it's just a long, long adventure. I'm glad the bad part's over. But now you just learned something you never learned in your whole life. How to push bad things away. And pushing bad things away? Well, that's a good thing. And being able to also 
get something, get someone to do something you want them to do, whether it's a female, whether it's one of your employees that's lazy, or whether it's a female you're in love with or a male you're in love with. I get all these nasty emails telling me, why do I always say these bad things about females? Or why is it always women? It's not. It's just that my audience is a male audience who is entertained and educated by what I say. And not one person has ever told me, hey, cool it with the jokes and the sex talk and um, that kind of stuff. This is me. This is my show. You listen to Joe Rogan or any of these other top guys on Spotify and they all say whatever they want. And you'll notice one thing, though. Thank God I was on all those TV talk shows and news magazine programs that were all mostly done live in front of a studio audience. You can't make a mistake. It's live. There's no cut. All right, let's take it again. It's live, just like this podcast. Since I started recording this episode, I have not stopped. And it's been 36.56 minutes. I haven't stopped. I don't write anything down. I don't take notes. I don't have people, you know, editing and splicing it back together. I'm sitting here recording the whole thing because I know how to You just tell me what I have to talk about, and I know how to do it, and you tell me how long I've got to do it, and that's what I'm going to do. So the first thing you're going to do right now is you're going to go ahead and you're going to subscribe to Scam Junkie and get yourself a subscription for $4.99 a month. If at any time you are not satisfied with your subscription for any reason, we will return your $4.50 to you, no questions asked, and immediately. And if you do sign up, you will get a free Scam Junkie t-shirt. It's all on the site, the email address, right in for it, no problem. If you want a baseball cap or a coffee mug and you're not shy, I've sent several guys out two or three different items because they liked them so much. And people are asking people on the street, you know, what's this Scam Junkie? And they listen to it. And it's a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. There's no famous, legendary con man who went to prison and was also an actor in Hollywood who has a podcast and is giving away the secrets to all the scams so people can use the information legally and make a lot of money. And all the humor and all the stories and anecdotes along the way. I think that was a great way right now to end season number one. And that was what this was. This was... The last episode of season number one. This is episode 10. And this show, Scam Junkie, like I told you before, is licensed and signatory with the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, SAG-AFTRA, the largest AFL-CIO union in the world. So we're all union. It's like the difference of podcasts of being in a porno movie and being in um, Avatar Part 3, you know, the SAG, you want to be in the SAG-AFTRA franchise union deal. So if someone wants to be a guest on my show, we've got to pay them whatever the SAG scale is for podcasts because they're, they're taking over that too. But you can't do anything about it. It's a big union. And with thanks to them, Hopefully we'll get a lot more subscribers. And the only thing I can ask of you is to please, in about a minute, go over to 
the button, press it, subscribe, get yourself a membership for four fifty a month, listen to all our episodes, the ones that are locked, the ones that are unlocked, because they're all going to be locked in a couple weeks, like this, maybe sooner than that, the 1st of September. It's a very, very low price to pay, and I'm personally guaranteeing it. And I want to thank you for your loyal subscriptions, the ones who've already subscribed. And you who's listening right now, who's getting ready to subscribe, I thank you in advance. And I really, really appreciate you subscribing to this service. Because this is what I got right now. This is it. Scam Junkie. If there's anyone out there that's big in the entertainment industry and wants to help me with the acting career, I would gladly love to talk to you. Because I'm not afraid to ask for help. Because the closed mouth does not get fed. So remember, in everything that you do, always be grateful, humble, and kind. And until season two starts, take care out there, Scam Fam, and we'll see you later.